CITR 101.9 FM. This is the Ink Stud Show, the radio show where we talk some more about comics. Um, my guest right now is Box Brown. His book is Love is a Peculiar Type of Thing. And the song we just listened to was Moonlight Mile by the old Rolling Stones. And uh, that was off of uh, Sticky Fingers, right? Am yeah. I right? Yes. Okay. How are you doing, Box? I'm doing okay. I feel weird calling you Box. I'm just going to start out and just like, Box? Box? Yeah. <laughs> Does it flow? Maybe if I meet you in yeah. person, it'll be different. Where's uh, the... Yeah. My stage name, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, where does the nickname come from, Box? Uh, it's a nickname I picked up in college. And uh, I don't know. I just started using it when I started doing comics to try, you know, try to, um, I don't know, make my name stand out a little. It's actually uh, also, I found out later that it's the name of a famous um, slave in the States that um, he mailed himself to uh, the North. Oh, wow. There you go. Um, You've made yourself even specialer. Now, your new book, um, which will be out beginning of June, end of May? Yeah, it should be in stores, the... um, beginning of june hopefully it's a uh, love is peculiar uh type of thing uh collection i guess of your web comics well it's uh, a couple of the comics were up on um like three there's three stories that were on a uh, top shelf 2.0 okay and the rest are um are new now i have one thing to say for people listening doing small press stuff sometimes i see something that really bothers me where people scan in their comics and their stuff that was online and it looks digitized, this doesn't, and it looks great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I was really happy with it. Tell me about uh, where comics came from and uh, when you started doing them. Um, <clears throat> I started doing comics um, not that long ago, really. Um, I started you know, trying to, to take them seriously probably um, in 2005. Um. But, like, before that, I was just kind of, like, you know, drawing a little more than doodles, like, in my notebooks and stuff like that. Um, and, I, you know, I started doing um, auto-bio comics. And then, um, then, I, and then I moved on to, to more fictionalized comics. Then I started doing this strip called Bellin, which is, like, um, I'd say it's, like, 80%. 80% autobio and 20% fiction. Used to be a little bit more fiction. Now it's kind of grown into a more autobio type story. And that's the story of you and your lady? Yeah, me and my lady friend. Um, but, you know, it's funny. When I started doing the comic, uh, I was single. And I didn't have a girlfriend. And uh, I was really just like, you know, kind of pathetic. And, and, uh, and lonely and depressed and stuff, and I kind of, kind of did the comics to uh, kind of create a fantasy world that I, I would like to live in, and uh, I'd say for the last like year and a half though it's been, you know, I've been you know I live with my girlfriend now and it's, it's just more or less just kind of about either conversations that we had or or situations. 
similar kind of to what we've been in and you know some fiction thrown in there where nothing's going on really now one of the things i i particularly enjoyed um wasn't necessarily the uh the relationship stuff but was more of the uh the i enjoy the relationship stuff but the uh, extra the explorations of your uh, tumultuous years, one would yeah. say. Yeah, uh, like the the drugs and stuff, and the the drugs and stuff. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was just trying to kind of like go over that stuff because uh, I wasn't really producing that much back then, because um, I was, you know, I couldn't really get much work done. Um when I was drinking a lot and and doing lots of drugs and not lots of drugs, but you know, it was happening. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) but you know, it's like, I don't really do that stuff anymore. I still drink a little bit, but not, not nearly, you know, not even close to how it used to be. But, uh, but you know, I look back on all that stuff kind of as, as, uh, you know, it was really fun at the time. But, uh, and I didn't want it to come off as being, like, too, I mean, I don't know, it just comes off how it is, but I didn't want to be too, like, it's bad, you can't do that stuff ever. It's just like, you know, that's, that was stuff that we did and stuff that I did, and I, but I just don't anymore. It felt just like you were kind of telling it just to kind of, um, as a kind of cathartic thing to me. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, um. You know, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was cathartic to kind of like relive it um, when I was creating it and kind of just tell the stories. So some of the stories, uh, you know, some stories are good. Like, I feel like, I feel like in the next, next book, I kind of want to delve a little bit more even into, into those stories because, I mean, I think they were interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, I, I found it really interesting. It's just how open you were about what you did, and not really, just, I didn't really feel like you're passing a judgment at all. Yeah, I wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't trying to, so I'm glad that it didn't come through. So tell me about your, uh, your online stuff, because actually that stuff I, I was really interested by, because it really shows you've a complete change in art so to say, the stuff I was looking at. Yeah, the, uh, I don't know, I, I was thinking about it today, that uh, I changed the art style, <laughs> like, every few months, there's, like, some radical change in the, in the, in the webcomic, and, uh, like, I always see it as, like, growth, and kind of just experimentation, and doing something, something new, but, yeah, I was thinking about it today, like, I think it might, the, the, the constant changing might have something to do with the trouble that I feel like I have trying to build an audience. Because I feel like, the, you know, some people might get alienated, but it's just, I don't know. I just got to keep moving. I don't, and that's what struck me is it, it didn't seem like you were, you were stagnating. It just seemed like you were, you were pushing forward and just trying to do different things with your comics. And you're still covering the same themes yeah. and the same stories. It just doesn't look the same. Yeah, thematically it's the same, and and um, but lately it's been I've been doing these these comics that are are kind of based on um like vintage and, and old um like advertising and illustration 
And um, it, it was it just blew my mind the style the style how the style was back then, like in the fifties, and even and even in, like the twenties, which is kind of like the fifties were kind of like a, you know a, a retro kind of like retro twenties in the fifties, and um, it's just it it, it, it const- I'm constantly blown away by that stuff, and um. So we're kind of trying to do this this thing with the comic, but I, you know it's been it's becoming so abstract. Sometimes I feel like I have to like reground myself in, in, into a, a normal comic, you know. Good you can actually tell what the characters are, and they're not just blobs of color. They're, they're not symbols. Yeah, exactly. Who are some of your, uh, or who are some of your cartoony influences? Your comicy influences? Well, definitely, I think. Um, a major influence in the beginning and um, probably still is uh, James Kachalka. Um, you know, he was the that was, American Alpha was the first comic I ever read that was a, um, about like an autobio where I was like, it, it was like, it kind of blew my mind that you could just make a comic about uh, you know, your life <laughs> and not about anything further, like no fictionalized accounts, no whatever, about no, nothing, just, just about your life. That, that kind of blew my mind. And I kind of I kind of look up to James Kachalka in the way that he is kind of like this, he's kind of like this, this punk rock entity. <laughs> it, but he's not very it, punk. He's not, but but his art style kind of is. Like he is he's kind of like that whole, you know, iconoclast type thing where he just, you know, breaks kind of through, um, you know, what it means to be a comic or, or or what it is to tell a story and how it's done. I mean, he's been doing it so long now, I feel like he's kind of, you know, you kind of forget about that, but I feel like that's, that's kind of what he's about. And, and, um, and I, I like that. And, um, you know, I think he, I really like his simple storytelling style, and you know, I, I really, I really like his stuff. Anyway, um, Ivan Brunetti too. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I really like how I like how Ivan Brunetti has simplified his stuff throughout the years, and I like how um, he's just like the he, he was like so forthcoming with everything. It's ridiculous. It's like you. You know, like a stuck pig of emotions. Yeah, it just yeah. bleeds out. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was I was reading like the first or second schizo a few years ago, and I, I at the time I was taking a class at at SBA with Tom Hart, and um, and I had just finished one of his stories where you know it's just like him, you know, cutting his penis off. Over and over again, <laughs> you know, and uh, and I, I I was like Tom. I was talking to Tom Hart, and I was like, "Do you know Adam Brunetti?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I know him." I'm like, "Is he all right? Like, is he is he doing okay?" You know, he's just, <laughs> he was just so like he was just so you know he was just so out there, and and it's just it was just like an explosion of of every kind of like. Frustration he was feeling, and 
Like, I, I don't even think I, I my stuff is even remotely close to that. Like, I think that's, like, the ultimate. You know, I'd like to eventually one day I mean, reach that, not, not necessarily reach that level of, like, you know, depression or something. I was going to say that's a highly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but that level of just, like, being able to just put everything out there without any kind of, you know, you know, not hot holding anything back. Like that David Heatley story. Um, the sex just, life? Yeah, his sexual history was just, that was another one I was like. Well, you know, it's funny, the, those two particular examples, like Heatley, since doing that, has kind of regretted it and gone into therapy for sex addiction, I think is what he said. Right. Um, pinked out all the, the phalluses in that story. Yeah, that was weird. And I, I kind of feel like you got to be careful putting yourself out there so much. Like he, he did this really, really important piece of comics and then kind of went, holy, you know, crap. Yeah. Like what, what did I just do? And did I really want that out there? And I think like, you know, it, it, you got to be really careful about what you release. And even Ivan, like, I wonder how he feels like, I mean, he's, he, he's reprinted all those early comics but I wonder how he feels as far as having that much yeah, of himself I'm, exposed at this point. Because he's not yeah. the same person anymore. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, so, yeah, those are risks you have to take. But, you know, that the truth makes the art good. And, um, you know, even like even even in Ivan Bernetti's life, while he was still doing it, like, there, he did a story about his... Uh, his wife at the time or something or about how he had, you know, a crush on somebody else. And like, it was like, just let everything out. Like it's just totally unafraid. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's a fine line. You have to try to walk. Tell me about the, the SVA. I've heard wonderful things from people that have gone there as far as it uh, really. It's, it's awesome. It's an awesome place. Uh, I, I was only, you know, I wasn't in, uh, program there. I just kind of took some continuing ed classes. But uh, it was just great. I mean, I, I took both the classes I took were with Tom Hart, but, you know, um, Matt Madden was, would just, you know, pop in here and there, um, teach a class here, and like, he would just fill in for Tom sometimes, or just, like, hang out, and then, you know, give you a little critique here and there, or just come in and talk to you about comics, and then this guy, Tim Creeder, uh, came in a few times, who does this um, does a political comic called um, The Pain, When Will It End? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that sounds like an Ivan Brunetti comic. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's about, like, um, politics and stuff. But, but uh, you know, he was great. And then, you know, a um, couple times, like, so one time, you know, I, I, Tim came in and, you know, me, Tom, and um, Tim, and, and Sarah Glidden, who's... Um, a great cartoonist too. Mm. Uh, you know, Tim gave us a tutorial on how to draw hair at like a, a little bar around there. It was great. It was a really great experience. I highly um, re- recommend it for any uh, wannabe cartoonists. Definitely, definitely. And, and you know, um, a lot of the people, everybody that comes out of there gets like a great education. And, and there's just, and you're in New York, it's just, it just doesn't get any better. Did you grew up in New Jersey, right? Yeah. Yeah. When did you move to New York? 
Or uh, just... I lived, I actually, uh, I never lived in New York. I lived in uh, Jersey City, which is like, um, you know, two miles from, from uh, Manhattan. And it has like uh, its own little subway system that goes into Manhattan. Uh. So, so I wasn't quite there. I was, in the, I was in the New York metropolitan area. You're one of those bridge and tunnel folks. Yeah, I'm a bridge and tunnel <laughs> guy. Yeah, I lived there for uh, for five years, and I moved um, moved to Philly in uh, August. Now, you uh, one of the stories in this is also in a book I just got the other day, the uh, Side B anthology. Oh yeah, and that was I, I really enjoyed that story in there, especially in the context of Side B anthology, because it just it was less about how. Um, you know, teenage fascination with music and more about how music affected a certain situation. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was, I actually just got my copy of that uh, yesterday. I was reading it this morning. That's a really great book. Really mm-hmm. great. A bunch of stories in there. And, um, yeah, that that was all true. That was about, um, you know, my cousin um, died unexpectedly when he was... Um, 25 and uh you know we were we were at a funeral it was just a really sad and like tearful day and and uh and and then we were at you know a, a little party afterwards and you know we put on that song and it was just we were all singing it and it was just everybody got like totally drunk and <laughs> it was really like a great way like it was when i think about like my own funeral or my own whatever i kind of want it to be like that where you know, you just, we all just were talking about, you know, good times and stuff, and it was it was like a party more than anything else. And it was uh, it was great. It was all, I, I feel like it was all because of the, the music. Recommend checking out the book, people. So yeah. that'd be from Poser Inc., I think is the uh, little company. Yep. Now, do you have uh, future publishing plans after this? I mean, you won a Zert grant. Uh, uh, well... We'll see. I mean, I think I'll find out next week how the how the sales did and, and if it's going to get distributed. I, I hope it is. I think I think it is. Now, this year grant that pays for one book or th- a series of books. It just pays for. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you if anyone's ever done a series of books like that. But you just get your one plan that you have, and uh, they pay for that. So it paid for the publishing and everything, which is great. So I, I have this book, and and um, and I don't know. Uh, how I, how I'll publish things in the future, mm-hmm. um, but I actually have a um, a collection of Bellin strips um, coming out in um, June also by um, Rosalarian Publishing, which is like a, a new upstart publisher um, by uh, that Megan Rose Gedris started up. Um, so that'll debut at Mocha also. That's called. Um, um, <laughs> it's your own book I know it's called um, These Dreams Keep Me Going These Days alright and it's a, it's a uh, collection of balance strips like the best of kind of that spans like a you know it's 200 pages and it spans um, the last few years and, and it has a you know going all the way back to the black and white strips and uh, so that'll be coming out soon too and I was also um, while I was writing this book I was working with um United Features, um, making Bellin into a newspaper strip. Oh. And uh, I put together, like, 
like 12 weeks worth of strips and and um, I was working with Ted Rawl and editing them and, and, and you know we were working a long time trying to get this thing into newspapers and um, and you know the newspaper industry is not doing very well no he and, just uh, had his hours cut or his work cut back yeah well he got fired uh, last week okay and uh and uh, from United Features or whatever, and and, um, and and you know they had off, they offered me a web a web, a web deal for Comics.com, and I decided not to take it because uh, because uh, you know no one's I don't know for many reasons, but what, you know one of those is that that you know Ted was gone because um, you know, one of the, the big the big things the big benefits I thought was was working with an editor mm-hmm. and. Uh, and working with a great editor like Ted, and since he's gone, there's really, you know, it. There's not as many benefits to being on Comics.com. And um, so anyway, so so what I decided to do with all those strips is um, I'm printing them up on a newsprint, so it'll be like a its own a little uh, eight-page um, newspaper of all the Bell and uh, newspaper strips, including uh, Sundays in Color. So. I, I love it. Yeah, that would be cool. I love it when people use newsprint. I mean, it's so cheap. It's ridiculously cheap. I, I just put the stuff together uh, this week, and I was blown away by how cheap it was. Yeah, no, in comparison to everything else, it's like, you know, try it out. Do something interesting. Uh, you know, Comics Comics Mag is one of my favorite little comics criticism journalistic things, and part of it is just because of the format. Right. I don't know if I'll get it when they change formats. I probably yeah, will, but it's, it's crazy. Uh, you know, I'm putting all this together, and you know, it's a certain cost for production. But every extra thousand newspaper, every uh, extra thousand you put on there is only like sixty bucks <laughs> after the initial thousand. <gasps> but it's that initial thousand that gets you. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Well, thank you so much for taking the time with me today, Box Brown. Thank you for having me on, Robin. And the website is www.boxbrown.com. Yes. And the strip is Bellin, a.k.a. Yep. Ben and Ellen. Yep. And, uh, yeah, no, I've re- I really enjoyed it, you know. It's, uh, I like the book. And uh, what's the publisher? Do you have a name for the publisher? That's uh, just Box Brown Publishing. There we go. Isn't that easy? Yep. So I know the comic stores have already done their ordering, but, you know, maybe bug them to make sure they're getting it in. Yeah, and absolutely. It doesn't hurt. So, thank you so much, Fox. Thank you, Robert. All right. Have a good day, man. You too. Bye. Bye. And that's it for this week's Ink Studs. Uh, that was Box Brown. And earlier I was chatting with Miss Lasko Gross. Um, I'm just going to end off with some talking heads. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, up next is the French Connection. Um, my French is so bad. I'm just going to say goodbye in French, but I'll say goodbye in English. We'll just save us all the embarrassment. Bye-bye.
Thank you.